This is Tales from the Pros, where business leaders and influencers share their stories of inspiration, struggles, and successes. And I'm your host, Michael Giorgio. Hey everyone, welcome to Tales from the Pros. And this is Michael Giorgio, your host and co-founder at Imagine Ovation. My wonderful guest with me here today is the CEO and co-founder of Guide. Coming from humble beginnings, he is a business leader on the future of work, leadership, and innovation. And he is also an accomplished international keynote speaker and world-renowned global tech leader, recognized by global brands such as Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. And he is also internationally recognized as Mr. Future of Work. I see him on social media all the time. He is awesome. What a leader he is. Welcome, Tim Salau. Tim, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Michael, bro, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for having me, bro. I appreciate yeah. always talking with people who are innovating and just building communities similar to you, man. Absolutely, man. You know, it's it's great having you here because I've um, I've connected with so many people on LinkedIn and your name comes up. I, I have to remember who they who they were exactly, but your names come up probably, I think, three or four times. And even on Clubhouse, I'm sure you've been on Clubhouse. It's getting crazy, but uh, crazy. It just, they just talk about how humble you are. Uh, you know, just how you're such a leader, you're, you're, um, you know, the, the new thing, the new, just all the new things that you're doing and, and just how you're inspiring people, the community that you're building. So, um, you know, it's, it's awesome having you here, man. I really appreciate it. Those are the types of people I want to have on the show. People who are doing big things, people who have failed, succeeded, failed, succeeded over and over again. And that's what it's about, man. It's really about moving forward. You know what I mean? That's all we need. Hey, bro, appreciate you, Michael, for filling my cup today, man. And, you know, I, I think you know, I try to keep real ones around me. And I've been I've been doing the work that I've been doing similar to you in community building and just like, you know, being a platform for others for quite some time, man. So, you know, and I try to keep a, tight, a close, tight knit community. So it's grateful that I'm, I'm able to have uh, be in community with you um, and, you know, that, 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 that the world is kind of bringing us together, man, because that's how it happens, man. Everyone meets for a reason, bro. I know, man. Things happen for a reason, man. People are in and in and out of your life for a reason. I really believe that, man. And and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it again being here. So I guess we'll get started. I know we don't have too much time, but so if you can, in just even a, a, a one or two minutes, how did you really get to this position you are at Guide right now and the influence that you have, the community that you've built? What really brought you to this place right now? Did you Were you always an entrepreneur? Did you just kind of, did just everything just kind of work out? I, I <laughs> Yeah, bro, on, on, on 100%, I have not always been an entrepreneur. People often, like, I, I tell I tell people my story every day, and I, I keep it real. I've worked in corporate America before, man. I've worked at Microsoft. I know. Work. I've worked <laughs> with all, all, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've done it, man. The reality is that I think being an entrepreneur, it's a journey, like, right? Like, you don't wake up one day and say, like, I'm going to pursue this for the rest of my life. Hell That's no. right, man. You, like, you, you go through, like, a process of realizing, of self-realization, just realizing that, you know what? You want to control your own destiny. You want to be able to take care of your own people. And more importantly, you have the skills to do it. So for me, man, the moment was like, year, like, dude, in 2017 was when I really started with Guide, but it wasn't called Guide in 2017. It was called the Mentors and Mentees Community. Over time, I met my co-founder, Taban Cosmos, who's like my right-hand man um, at our company. And we decided that we want to build software because we have the skills to. And that really eventually led us to where we're at now in terms of Guide being not only do we own a software brand, but we also own a T-brand that's blowing up um, with our community and in the market. And people just don't realize that as an entrepreneur, you're going to experience an evolution 
of, you know, people that you meet and fundamentally, you know, whatever you're building, however you're serving your customers, your community, you're going to have to grow with your community as well. Yeah, man, I feel you. It's, it's crazy how things work out, man. It really is. I, you know, I, I do like how, I do like what you mentioned before that there's all these talks around, oh, are you born an entrepreneur? I mean, it's so, I, and I know we probably both know people that say they were born an entrepreneur, but I, like, even for me, I own a tech company too. You know, my company builds applications. We build custom apps mm-hmm. for other companies. So I never thought when I was kid, I was a kid or when I was a teenager, or even in college that I was going to be doing this. It just kind of happened, man. It was a blessing in disguise. It just happened. I, I never saw myself owning a business and I'm sure you can kind of resonate with that too. It's just, life is, life is crazy. Bro, life is crazy, man. And, and I think people don't realize is that, you know, you you dictate your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? What what you want to manifest, if you think it and you feel it and you and you do it, it will happen. Like, right? But you got it's progress, it's compounding interest. And you know, for me, I've realized people give up too early on their dreams, dog. Like they, they always they're always trying to be like they're always listening to other people and they're always they're always living in their limiting beliefs that other people place on them and you know i'll give an example bro dude in my journey in building guy there was one point my parents wanted me to go back to working at microsoft bro and go back to working with my old employees because they didn't see the vision they didn't believe that i can do it they didn't bro my parents my parents didn't believe in me my girlfriend my ex-girlfriend broke up with me like all kinds of stuff happened man but i didn't let that stop me i just I, i just kept building you know what i'm saying like i persevered but now like a lot of uh my parents see my success uh, my ex-girlfriend sees my success and like they're kind of doing my, my parents are kind of they're changing their own mental models of how they uh, think about business and life and my ex-girlfriend now she's building a business and stuff like that right they see me and they see the example that I'm setting and I think that's what that's an entrepreneur's mindset bro. you don't give up when everyone like you know counts you out you keep going because eventually everyone will remember right when they left you like right, when they didn't believe you in, in you in my opinion Bro, you're so right. You really are, man. <laughs> you, you, I, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I've been through some different things, different situations, but it's so true because this is what I would say. If it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. It's so true, man. It really is. Building anything, it may not even just be a business. Maybe you're building, uh, you know, even like a, a nonprofit or you're building, um, you, you're maybe, you're maybe you're a part of a team with entrepreneurs and you're just kind of being there. You're part of it. You're part of that, that, that whole, you know, um, you know, that this whole movement. Uh, but essentially, man, it, it really does take grit. It takes fire. It takes failure. It takes, um, you know, uh, progress. It takes time, patience, perseverance. There's so many different elements combined that really take, you know, it, it, t- it takes so long to get to that point, man. And, and um, it's just about moving forward. Like we talked about earlier, man, it really is just moving forward and believing in yourself, believing in your dream. And I love what you, what you've done, man. And um, you know, I've done a lot of research about you, but what I want you to tell everyone. So tell us a little bit more about guy, talk, t- talk to us about the training, the workplace, you know, the development you're doing. Let's get into that. Let's do it. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, big homie. But bro, it's bro. The future of work is now. It's not even the future anymore. I've been talking about it for years now, man. I've and I've been living it for years now. And the reality is that organizations continue to struggle with onboarding and training their people. Right. Right now, it's ninety days, bro. It takes ninety days to onboard and train someone. No one has that kind of time anymore, man, to just train people and ensure <laughs> their effect. We struggle with it. <laughs> like for real, for real. No one has that kind of time. So. You know, our core value proposition with Guide, our, our SaaS platform, is that we'll, we'll take nine, we'll take that 90 days 
and actually chunk it down to 90 seconds because we're going to be using bite-sized videos similar to TikTok to train and develop your employees over time. And it's been effective, man. We have all kinds of amazing customers in our pipeline, some who work at Google um, in terms of employees at Google and even a really amazing agencies. And we're actually getting to a point now in our company where we're about to see incredible growth. Um, in terms of onboarding some of those business customers on our wait list and, you know, ensuring that they can be a part of our movement, man. That's awesome. And what really inspired you to create guide? Like what, what was it with, with the workplace, with onboarding? Was there something that happened with, you know, when you worked at Microsoft or Google, like what, how did it, what was the, the moment? What happened? How did, how did you come up with it? Yeah. Like, you know what, Michael, bro, definitely when I was at Microsoft and Google, yeah. Onboarding training really sucked. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> definitely sucked. It was a horrible experience, but you want to know something funny, bro. Guy didn't even start as a, you know, bite-sized video training platform for remote teams. It actually started as a life skills training app um, around 2019. That's initially what we started at. That was the initial wow. positioning for the company. But what, what we realized, you know, markets change. You got to, you got to be open. You got to be adaptive. And around, you know, March, 20, March 2020, when COVID-19 happened, the world changed, right? And we realized we can't stay in the ed tech sector, actually. Like, it won't, we won't be able to build a profitable business. We won't be able to grow the way we want to. We actually need to pivot this into a, a B2B to C model and SaaS platform because there's much more margins in B2B. And we'll build the platform to scale. So that really allowed us, when we pivoted, man, it actually opened up the market for us. And since then, man, all eyes have been on us. We've been getting so much more attention. We were recently um, a, a part of Forbes Next 1000 companies to hopefully be on Wall Street one day and, wow. and are doing doing the thing. Like we're, we're a venture-backed company, man, but we don't have any vultures involved, right? Like we, we let our own pre-seed, our own seed round. Like that's us. Like we've been building from the ground up, really greedy entrepreneurs um, as an independent company. So a lot of people are starting to see of our movement and and really what we bring to the table with our software. That's awesome, man. And and Tim, Tim, in your experience, how do companies really how do they position themselves to thrive in the workforce, in the workplace? How do they really position themselves? So I know onboarding is important, of course, but in your experience okay. with understanding skills and training and all that kind of stuff, what what would you say about that? Yeah, man, I think, bro, I think training having a human first approach is important, Michael. And I would love to get your thoughts on this, man, because you work yeah. with a lot of leaders and, and you have a lot of people on the show, but dude, I've worked at companies where they treat people like cogs, man. They treat people like you're just a machine. Like mm. all you are meant to do is come to work, be depleted. Let's squeeze you as tight as possible. You know what I'm saying? For that week, that month, that year. So you achieve these milestones and then just go home, spend time with your family and you're drained. Right. I do. I always told yeah. myself I never want to build a company like that, man, because that is, I think, you know, if you do, even even if the money is good over time, you lose your soul. Right. Because you, mm -hmm. you, you don't even feel a sense of fulfillment. You're just coming to work as a, like you're enslaved mentally. Right. And I think when organizations start realizing, well, you have to start thinking about the holistic wellness of your people. It's not just about how productive and effective they are in the work in, in their work environment. But are they also taking care of their families? Are you allowing them to have hobbies outside of work? Are they building a career portfolio and maybe investing their money properly or having side gigs that complement their lifestyle? You have to think of all of these things in terms of, of nurturing your people and, and ensuring that they grow, man. Yeah, man, I 100% I, I agree. And I feel you, man. It's 
uh, a lot of companies, I, I think it's just so much right now, man, or it's always been like about performance metrics. They're measuring the wrong KPIs. I wrote a, po a post about this on LinkedIn last year. And uh, it's just, uh, it's sad, man. A lot of companies have changed though, just like yours. A lot of companies are doing amazing things, but it's, we would, a lot of people would be surprised how many of these big conglomerate, these huge companies, these corporations, some of the best in the world, um, they're just very old fashioned in the way their cultures are and the way they treat people. And they don't have a human first approach. You know, they don't mm. even ask you, um, how are you doing today, man? How's your family? Like all that's integrated, all that. Why, why are you here? You know what I mean? You're mm. here, a lot of it. Isn't that crazy? It's like, why are you at work? What, what's the purpose? What's driving you to, to be here, to work, to perform, to, 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 um, to do the best that you can. There's reasons behind it. And a lot of them, they don't give a crap about it. They just want metrics. They want money. They want to drive, drive the top line. And it, it's sad, man. It's sad. Mm. Man, yeah, and no, I feel that, bro. I, I can really feel that. You know what? I think a, a really powerful case study for me is that people often talk about Sears and say, you know, Sears declined. They're, they've all they've gone through bankruptcy multiple times. No, Sears is no longer a great brand. But what people don't realize is they didn't, you know, Sears didn't decline because they couldn't, you know, they still had products. They still had things they could sell. They declined because they could lo no longer attract talent, mm -hmm. right? Because of talent attrition, right? And the churn of talent. No one wants to work at Sears. <laughs> you're not going to have a fun experience. Like, like there's no young 25 year old saying, I want to work at Sears when I grow up and be one of their cats. You know, they lost their foothold as a brand on talent. And because to a degree, like they didn't treat their talent the best. Actually, if you look back into the history of Sears, they, there was no kind of perks of being a Sears employees. Like it wasn't a statement, you know, in the, in the, like long, long ago. Yeah. They probably were prominent, but they didn't really like have a culture focused on their people it was just more so focused mm -hmm. on sales and metrics and and things of that nature and now the brand is completely irrelevant and i think the next generation of organizations you have to treat your people like they are your brand they are the rock stars they're the athletes you have to treat them like the nba ball players they're brand ambassadors right? they're brand ambassadors and if you do that you will be successful in my opinion yeah and in your experience your opinion what do you think the future of like learning and development is going? Cause I know you have a lot of experience and, and, you know, even in leadership coaching and leadership and obviously in, in, uh, in work workplace and the workforce. So where do you think things are going with just the way people are learning, uh, when they do get hired into a company and the way they develop, uh, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Michael, I think it's going to be, I really do believe it's going to be more, uh, it's going to be a few things. It's going to be more experiential. Um, experiential learning is going to be more important in terms of like make learning feel like an experience, right? We're kind of doing that with a software, with our software application, but also from an offline component, organizations are going to have to find a way to, to make it feel more experiential um, as well, whether it be having really amazing thought leaders come in and, and do maybe workshops, but, you know, maybe also uh, um, kind of like, like, like in-person case studies in a sense, right? That, that, that you feel involved. So experiential, but also uh, with a, a trend that we're that we're kind of leading, modular, bite-sized, right? People do not have time. Although Zoom is cool, no knock on Zoom. We all love Zoom. People don't have time to be watching training videos for two to three hours on Zoom, getting Zoom fatigue, and <laughs> and then going home like drained, right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna see yeah. this rise of more modular content, ninety seconds or less, and that's a way for you to like train people in bite-sized chunks over time so they actually retain the information more 
And more importantly, they can more quickly apply it to their day-to-day work. That's awesome, man. And I think that's probably where guide comes in. A hundred percent, man. That's, that's our niche. That's where we're at. And you know, that's where our customers have been saying, we want you to come in and do this for, for us within our organization. And we've been really grateful for their feedback. Yeah. And I want to, I just want to talk like maybe one or two minutes on storytelling a little bit. Cause you know, this, uh, this is why we, we have this podcast business storytelling. So how do you think we can leverage storytelling in leadership and learning? Cause I know that's mm. a big thing too, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I'll have to say, man, as the co-founder of God, dude, I'm always having to tell our story, bro. Like if, uh, you know, I, I'm, I have to be our chief storyteller. And that's because I've been there from day one. Right. And I have to do that. That is my role. And I think it's really important that I do it, too, because I don't want, you know, we actually have this philosophy of like every day is day one. So we're telling that story every single day. Right. On our brand channels, on our Instagram, we're involving our, our customers in our story because that's why we exist. But if if I was if my if I didn't have this role of being the chief storyteller, who would Like, how would people even know we exist? How yeah. do people know even why we exist, right? And I really think it's important, man, because that your your brain is essentially your story, bro. But obviously, you have to be aware that your story is going to evolve over time as a brand. So are you continuously telling people why you exist? Like, are you continuously ensuring, not that you're even relevant uh, with your story, but that this was, it wasn't that on day one, we were just a successful enterprise company or, you know, small to medium business, because that definitely wasn't our story. To bond and myself, we're, bro, we did this from the ground up. We're from the, like, like, dude, I used to live in the hood, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't come from, like, humble beginnings. I didn't come from um, billionaire. Like, I didn't I didn't come from money. Like, I, I everything I've really done, I've, I've worked for it, and I've, you know, created a, a brand and platform for me. So, like, we often tell people our story because it's very important that the next generation of kids and even people, business leaders, understand that, like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you can do it, but it takes time. You got to build compounding interest, right? You got to, you can't give up on yourself and your idea just because everyone else is saying that you can't do it, right? And I always let people know that we're an independent company, like, right? Like we don't, we don't have shareholders breathing down our necks, trying to control us and tell us how to run our own company. We lead our company and we tell it to, to, to people, especially kids, man, because we want them to know that you can do it, right? Like even if you don't have the money um, or the network, you can build a great brand. You can build a great movement. Yeah, and you man. will find people that support you, man. You're right. I love it, man. I love it. And, you know, I mean, I, I definitely would think, I mean, the way you guys bootstrapped the, the company in the beginning and the way you, you mentioned, like, you started from nothing. I mean, I would definitely consider you humble, man, for sure. You know, just the way you grew up and, and where you are now. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And I think a lot of people can learn from you and, and, um, and be inspired. So, oh, thanks, homie. Thanks, Mike. Man, for you and your journey as a business owner, man, what have you, what have been some like key insights for you that have allowed you to, to, to grow a blossoming business, man? For me, uh, I would say what's worked well for me is be as authentic and real as possible. Um, mm. That has, and I know authenticity, it's, I mean, it's all these words, man, they're, they're all over the place. People are using them like crazy. I mean, dude, I, I know like, it's like, I, I'm afraid to say a word because I'm just like, it's so overused. It's unbelievable. It's like, I hate saying freaking authentic anymore because it's like all over LinkedIn. I'm like, but, but anyways, but <laughs> you, know, you see what I'm saying? But I think for me, um, I've always treated people with respect, even mm. if I didn't agree with them. 
or mm. even if I didn't even like them, we're not going to like everyone. And sometimes, sometimes even some people you're just like, all right, this guy, uh, for some reason, this person does not like me. I don't know what I did to them. This, even this customer, this crazy people, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> Customers, employees. But you know what, man, for what's, what's worked for me is I've always treated people with kindness and respect and I always will continue to do so. And that's mm. helped me so much in my life. Bro, I'm feeling that, man. Dude, I'm going to take that. Uh, that's a huge takeaway for me because I've experienced the same, bro. Like, I don't, you know, people sometimes, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. I think a lot of people see me online. They're like, like, man, Tim is highly extroverted. He's super social, man. He's a great salesman. And what, what people don't really understand, me behind the scenes, I'm an artist, man. I'm a creator, dude. I, like, I journal, I meditate, I take walks, man. Like, yeah. I'm not the, I think a lot of people, if they <laughs> met me offline, they'll realize, bro, like, this guy is completely like a, a introvert, right? <laughs> if you look at him. But one of the things I've always done, and similar to you, Michael, is I just always respected people. No matter if you agree with me or you don't, like you're, I value your humanity. And, you know, I hope you get to know me for who I am eventually. And, you know, I'll respect you for who you are, who you become. And that's all we can do. Like we can't control people. We can just respect them. And I think, you know, that's the philosophy. Everyone that's listening to this podcast, they got to take home with them, man. At the end of the day, man, we're people. Everyone mm. goes, everyone goes through joy, struggle, success, obstacles, blockers, roadblocks, everything. We all mm. go through them in very different situations, very different ways. And that builds us, that, that builds our own personal stories. You know what I mean? And I believe that. So everyone has a story to tell. Um, and that in our own way makes us inspirational. We just need to get it out there. You know what I mean? And mm. I think that's very important, but uh, that's something I've always believed in and that's why, yeah, I love storytelling. So one last thing I was going to say, I know, I know you need to go. Um, how would you define your story? Your life, you can decide your career, your life, whatever you want in one word. How would you define your story yeah. in one word? Hmm. Humble. Love it. Humble, bro. That's it. Humble. And I think a lot of people got to realize humble doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be quiet. Um, it doesn't humble, uh, humility. People don't, people think humility is that like, um, you gotta be, you gotta be, um, reserved, but humility is just about like, I think to a degree, it's more so like respect. It's like, you're humble because you know, you're, you're well, like you're good. Like you're good. No matter what you'll be fine. Right. So it allows you to be humble because you know, you have control. So often when I tell people I'm humble, it's not that I'm like, I'm, I'm not afraid to share about my accolades. I'm grateful for my accolades, if anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm humble because I know that whatever happens, good or bad, I'll be able to figure it out. And there's you're grateful. There. You seem grateful. And I'm gratitude. And, 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 yeah, in that, in, the, in that lineage, there's gratitude in that. Right? So I, I encourage people to be humble. Be humble because if you're, when you're humble, people often think that people who are humble don't aren't good they're not prominent right like mm -hmm. because you know often people associate success with those who are boastful extroverted but humility is there's a power and there's an edge in humility that um anyone can embody you can still be humble and successful at the same time amen to that brother you know what i mean <laughs> i mean that helps you to become successful man you know what i mean that's you can still make a difference in people's lives you can make money provide for your family provide for yourselves for yourself and be able to give back in many different ways, but still be humble at the same time. I mean, why not? Amen. Why do we have to keep limiting ourselves? You know what I mean? People keep, we have these limiting beliefs. Amen, but, brother. You know what I mean? But Amen. Amen. Uh, 
this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate it, Tim. Uh, it's, it, you're so energetic, man. Everyone's been right about you. And I've, I've always wanted to, you know, I've, I just read a lot about you. I've always wanted to meet you. And this is uh, very humbling for me. I'm very grateful and I'm appreciative, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael, bro. I hope I, I hope I, I can come on in the future. I would love to have yeah. you on our podcast, man. And thank you so much for, for uh, giving me this moment to talk with you as well as reach your, your community, my friend. My pleasure, brother. And uh, uh, yeah. where can where can everyone find you? Is it uh, guideapp.com or is it guide? Yeah, yeah, definitely join. So hit up guidegroup.com. That's going to be our new website that we're going to be launching soon. Guidegroup.com. Or you can also go to guideapp.co. But guide, guidegroup.com um, it should be it. And more importantly, you can follow me on LinkedIn as well as at mrfo.com. Mrfo.com. And that's for mrfutureofwork.com. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate it again. Thank you so much. And hopefully, man, we can meet in person one day, maybe at a conference or an event, you know, once they start oh, getting bro. more, uh, you know. <laughs> let's make it happen, man. I would be down, Michael. Hell yeah. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make it happen, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, man. And thanks everyone for listening. And this is your host, Michael Giorgio on Tales from the Pros. And until next time. Thanks, guys. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow our social media. Uh, there are links somewhere around here, but uh, we really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all the support, and I'm going to be giving you awesome content continuously, and we look forward to seeing you soon.